What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Real Bodybuilding Podcast. I'm here with Mr. Steve Kuklo for episode 135. How are you, sir? Great. Always good to be on your show. Yeah, man. What's going on? I haven't talked to you in a long time. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. I know you're, uh, from what I see, and your show's just killing it over here, so I'm proud of you. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm, I'm happy the show's doing well, and even better, I'll be commentating at the Arnold uh, this year, so I get to see you guys up close. Oh, nice. I got to make sure I don't hurt nobody's feelings. Though. I got to make sure I figure yeah. out how to, how to commentate without. All right. Just give me your Venmo so I could, you know, pay you a little <laughs> bit and say some nice things about me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's going on, man? I, I wanted to, I wanted to start by talking about last year because. Yeah. Um, I want to know how you felt about last year. Do you feel like it, it was a down year for you or it was just circumstances or how do you feel about last year's competition season? Cause everybody always expects you to be at the Olympia and you were just kind of edged out at the end there. So right. how do you feel about 21? I think 21 was a little bit of a unique year, the way the schedule laid out. I think the way, um, you know, they had a bunch of shows in a row, so it was going to be a run of shows. And then there was that cutoff for when they stopped qualifying for the O. Um, hmm. I felt if I kind of put all my eggs in the Texas basket, I'd be able to qualify. Um, if not, then go to the Arnold type thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Texas obviously didn't pan out like I wanted very close between Ian and I. Yeah. Um, so that, that was a little kind of like a little blow to the, like the confidence or the, you know, kind of uh, energy going into, okay. It was kind of a, okay, I got to reset and I got to, you know what, if we're going to make it to the O this year, we got to go win the Arnold if there's yeah. only one option. Yeah. So it definitely made me turn up my training and make sure everything was on point going into the Arnold um, from there. You know, Arnold was a great show. For, I mean, if you look at the top five guys, they're phenomenal bodybuilders. Um, really could go any any which way. And I think that's the thing about bodybuilding that's, that's you know, makes you scratch your head sometimes because it's like, well, I like this guy's look better than this look. And then, but the guy that's head judging likes a different look. So it's, yeah, yeah. And, and what people see in pictures versus actually being there, there's just so many different um, variables that, that yeah. it's hard to tell, but um, I was happy the way, you know, the package I brought, it was, um, you know, it was competitive to be in that, in that top three, um, questionable could, you know, second place. Um, I mean, it really could have gone any way. And I think this year, um, seeing kind of feedback from what I've heard from fans, from judges, like, Hey, just let's bring in a little bit more detailed, sharper package this year. Yeah. Um, not that my condition was off. I just think that we were really big. I knew Nick was going to be big. I know Ian's big. So I was like, well, let's play the big game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then going into this year, I'm a, I'm a little bit smaller, but I feel like the condition of separation is there um, going into this year, which I think they want to see. So Texas, you put all your eggs in one basket. I don't remember. Was there any shows hmm. after Texas or was it just the Arnold and that was it? It was, I believe it was just the Arnold. Yeah. Right. Just the Arnold. Yeah. So did you think, I mean, cause of your competitive history and this is no knock on Ian at all because Ian's got right. his own competitive history, but did you think going into Texas, you were kind of a clear favorite going in? Were you pretty confident walking in there thinking this is my hometown? I have the credentials to back it up. I think I can walk away with this. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a, I wasn't going in there like, you know, I got this and, and I don't need to worry about anybody. I went in there training my ass off. Like it was truly like a, you know, like an Arnold or Olympia, you know, I wanted to, obviously I was going to have a ton of people there being in my backyard. Yeah. And I think 
50 to 60% of people in the audience were there or either knew me or friends. And it was, it was incredible energy at the show. It was awesome. I mean, absolutely. One of my favorite shows I ever competed in, but um, you know, it, like I said, it, it was it didn't turn out the way I wanted to yeah. um, definitely wanted to go in and win thinking that I could walk into that show and win it. But I mean, um, the, the top three in that, it, it again, could have gone any way the judges wanted. Was that the show that Phil Clahar did? Clahar looked amazing at Clahar that show. Amazing like like too, just yeah. super crisp, you know, especially yeah. for his age. He's a very impressive bodybuilder and I'm a big fan. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Ian looked great. So it's, you know, it's. Did you, did you talk to the judges after Texas? Did you get any feedback from them? Yeah. Um, I talked to Tyler and he just said, Hey, you know, I think you need to bring a little bit sharper to the Arnold. And, and so I came down a few more pounds for the Arnold. Yeah. And, um, you know, I thought I brought a, a pretty stellar package to the Arnold and, um, but you know, you know how bodybuilding goes, man, you can't let uh, one show or one year kind of knock you down. You got to regroup and, and just come back stronger. What did you weigh? Uh, what did you weigh in Texas? Do you remember? <clears throat> I was, I was big at both shows. I think I was going into on stage Saturday at Texas. I was like 287 at the Arnold. I was like 285 the night before uh, it was, it kind of was shocking. So they got the scale at the hotel at the Arnold. Um, I didn't bring a scale and Gina's like, uh, you there? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I wanted to show people what you look like (laughs) Yeah, that's in Texas. Texas. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is gnarly. Like that's 287. Yeah. But people, yeah. The, people forget too. Are you six? You're six one. I am about six foot. About six foot. If I spike my hair up or not, you know, then it's <laughs> but <laughs> you're, you're a wide, and there's the top three there. You're just a wide yeah. guy too, though. Like I, I think pitchers don't really do it justice. I remember the first time, the first time I saw you in person, I was shocked at the width of your shoulders. Right. So it doesn't, the pitchers don't really show how big a guy you really are. So 287 near, in Texas, and then in in at the Arnold, um, you're 285 here. Yeah, yeah. The the night before, I mean, I wasn't really pushing a carb up super hard. We weren't like, hey, let's go for broke kind of thing. It was just like let's kind of find our sweet spot on it and um, just kind of dial it in. And and I remember going away in uh, Friday night. Gene and I went down to the little gym and. I was like 291. I was like, I, that's fucking huge. <laughs> I was like, is this right? And I got off, got back on. And I was like, I guess it's right. But, you know, I, I've kind of gone the opposite way we used to do things is it would be as, get as big as you can and then come down as far right as down. you can. Now it's like I start lighter and I build up into the shows. So how long have you been working with Gina now? God, it's been a while. Uh, probably about four years, four or five years. So that's an interesting concept that you just mentioned. So when you used to start your preps, you do it the traditional way and just like bulk in the off season, get really mm-hmm. big. I know you never get fat or anything, but like sure. you would get heavy and then just like every other bodybuilder, kind of bring it down to the show. And you don't feel like that worked as well for you. Not that it didn't, you know, it's, it's to hold, to be 310, 300 pounds. It's uncomfortable. Like it's, yeah. it's, you know, you're pushing your body, not only do we push our bodies while we prep, but you're pushing your body while you, uh, you know, an off season too. You're you're yeah. eating a ton of food. You're you're taxing your digestive system. It's everything. So going the other way, kind of giving my body a rest mentally, physically, uh, just kind of getting all the systems in in order. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I feel fresh going into prep. It's not like oh my god, I, I eat all this food and I'm so yeah. heavy and I'm doing this cardio. I'm out of breath. Like man, I could just rock and roll. And and it just feels like a healthier way to do it. Do you think? You can do that though if you haven't put on the mask first. 
Like what I'm trying to say is Pro- like probably you- probably not when you think about it because only yeah. I mean there's a few guys that have historically done it like LeBron who looked you know he would downsize but you know the muscle was there and then yeah, he, he got just bigger kind before, of volumized yeah. going into the shows yeah um, and there's some other guys that do it that way and and I think it is because they do have the muscle maturity they got the years of training behind them that they can carry it in there yeah um, and then you got like freak genetic and responders to supplements that they just you know yeah. they get on something and they grow like 20 pounds like that. You know, yeah. So. I just don't want to give people watching the wrong idea thinking they can just go right. into a prep at two 30 and end up weighing two fifty on stage. Cause that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> not too often now, but if you had the, like if your stage weights two eighty already, and then you're coming in at two seventy and growing, it's different. Cause you've already been there. So it's like, you can get back to it. I can see how that would be a lot more comfortable in the off season and a lot more healthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just feels it's because I remember back in the day we used to have the off season clothes, which you'd have like 40, 48 waist <laughs> jeans yeah. and like five X shirts, yeah, just to yeah. kind of so yeah. you're not like a sweaty mess. But now it's like, man, I can yeah. kind of fit in the skinny guy stuff. In well, all really. you're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what what is Gina's strategy? Because I know early on in your career, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you did have a little bit of trouble getting like that last little bit off, like, sure. especially getting the striated glutes and everything. And it seems like in the last three, four years, maybe more, you've really kind of learned your body. And it's like, every time you kind of nail it. So what is it that Gina was doing is doing that? Like you weren't doing previously to that. I think it's really lining up all the aspects of a prep. It's it's cause sometimes you have a guy that's training you in the gym. Yeah. That's giving you a workout. And then you have another nutritionist that's giving you a diet and supplements. I see. And they may not always match up. You may be eating more food than you're actually burning when you're training or vice versa. Like you're training way harder than your food. And it just, yeah. it's, you know, I think marrying the two of those, making sure that my training and nutrition are kind of matching up, um, feeding my training. And Gina's like a no BS, super high volume, super high intensity, burn a ton of calories while we're training. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, I could see it, it would break a lot of people like over time, just cause it's a lot of yeah. work, you know, and it's not work in the aspect of like, Oh man, it's, I can't handle the workload. It's just a lot of sets in, in a short amount of time. And, and just, she's uh, high intensity. And, and I think incorporating that it's, it's just taking my body to another level. Cause it's almost like conditioning training with, yeah. you know, the, the volumizing of, of the training style just really work together for my body. Well, it make total sense that your coach would be able to adjust your diet based on how they're watching you train or right. even if it was in a video or if they're writing your workout. So that makes total sense, I guess. When you say she's high volume in a short amount of time, how long are your workouts generally? Depends what they are. Obviously, you know, like certain leg day or back day, sometimes a little bit longer, yeah. but um, between an hour, hour, 15 minutes, usually enough okay. to kind of get it in. Yeah. Um, and it, and a lot of it, like it, there's certain workouts that we'll do just straight sets, traditional straight sets. Yep. And then some of the stuff is just massive superset stuff or drop sets, you know, where okay. it's the five sets of 10, where I'm only doing 10 second risks between each drop. And it's, I mean, it's yeah, 50 yeah. reps for one exercise, just hammering it out. Yeah. So, I mean, by the end of it, I mean, you're just gassed, you know, so you're, t- you're, you're doing like super high volume. You're not really counting. You're not really counting like uh failure sets only kind of all of your right. sets are all of your sets are working yeah. sets almost yeah. right yeah yeah wow that's a crazy that somebody like you at that kind of goes against what a lot of us talk about on the podcast because you know guys like ian and and james and ben they do a lot of top set stuff where they do a yeah. lot of, like a lot of feeders and then like one really top set kind of like almost mm-hmm. like a dory nate style yeah and I, I i believe in that i think that works really well too 
Yeah. Um, I think that works well, especially when you have more, um, I think more off season style, especially where you're not trying to, you're trying to conserve, uh, you know, calories and use them to build yeah. and not just try to burn them, but you, that extra calories are going to push through that main set and you're going to be stronger and, and you could, you know, probably go a little bit harder than you would pre-contest. Yeah. So would you say that you kind of marry the two, like you do a little bit of both, like you might do the lower volume stuff in the off season? Yeah. Yeah. yeah a, little bit, a little bit more straight sets. And, yeah. and I definitely back down. Like right now I'm training six days a week off season. I'm four, four days a week. That's kind of old school. I mean, is that yeah. Gina's, is that Gina's influence? Cause a lot of times nowadays, if you ask a guy, like what's the difference between your off season and in prep training, they'll just say all oh, they're the same. Yeah. Most guys will keep the same kind of program all the way through all the way through the show. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys don't do the old school thing, which is like back off a little bit in the off season and then go higher volume during prep. Yeah. So is that Gina's influence? Uh, a little bit. And, and I just, I started incorporating that like, Hey, let's back it down. I felt stronger in the gym when I was in kind of obviously with the extra rest, the rest of my nervous system and, and kind of, I was able to get everything in that I wanted to do and, and accomplish training in the off season, but allowing my body more rest. And, and I think a lot of, a lot of the younger bodybuilders and everybody, we kind of have that more is better mentality, but yeah. doing the allowing myself to rest more, I felt like your body's able to grow more if you rest and able to feed it after yeah. you know training. How old are you now, Steve? Man, I'm 36 years young. Well, how long are you going to go for? 40, 45? What do you say? No. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Um, you know, I, I, like I say, I got some gas in the tank. I feel good. My body, it's not like I'm fighting injuries. And, yeah. Um, you know, I did some stem cell a couple of years ago, and that really helped my back. Oh, did you? Shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that was something that I think that definitely prolonged my career a few years if, if I want it. Um, I have a few things I do want to accomplish. I do want to win an Arnold is kind of one of my, um, you know, one kind of I could hang it on the wall and say, that's, that's one of the, the legacy uh, titles Wait, I'd like to have. You've won an Arnold, haven't you? Or are you talking yeah, about Arnold, Columbus? Uh, the, the Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. So you want to win the Columbus Arnold. Yeah. yeah. And that's your, is that your ultimate goal or is there... that's ultimate goal? I think that's ultimate goal. You know, the, Oh, is, is obviously everybody's ultimate, ultimate goal, yeah. but the Arnold really holds a lot of credit, you know, a lot of uh, clout with it as well. And I legacy, think uh, yeah. It's definitely a show. It's a show I've been going to since I was probably 14 years old, um, yeah. living up in Michigan at the time. And I yeah. would drive down every year. And I remember going to the expos. And I remember seeing you when you were, uh, well, you know, like I, Justin and I would come down. Yeah, <laughs> I would do the same because I'm in Windsor. So I'm right across yeah. the, I was right across the border from you. So we would cross the border, drive three hours to Ohio. Yeah. And I've been going to the art ever since I started following bodybuilding. Like I didn't start following bodybuilding until I was 20. But same thing. I was Arnold's is always the show that I look forward to. Yeah. But uh, so Arnold's the main goal. What about the Olympia? Do you have a, do you have a goal for the Olympia? I love to get in that top five. Uh, of, you know, I got six the last time I did the O and, yeah. and it's kind of right there. You look at the way it kind of panned out this year. Uh, you could see there's definitely that transition coming. A lot of the newer guys are kind of working their way up. Um, you know, guys like Bonac that are kind of toward the tail end of their career. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's exciting to see some new blood work their way up. And, and I think, the top five would be an ultimate goal for sure. Um, and then we'll kind of go from there. I'm interested to see what you think about how the show would have changed had you been there because people would automatically do bodybuilding math and say, well, Ian beat Steve. Yeah. So Steve would have been eighth. Uh, but I kind of look at it a little differently. Sometimes when you throw a different body into a lineup, it changes the way the lineup looks. Yep. So I wonder with a bigger guy like, you know, Rami, had you been in that first call out and have a taller guy, a wider guy standing there. And then you have shorter guys like Hottie and Hunter 
right? And Bone and Bonac and Nick. I wonder how you would have compared. I mean, logic would say that you know Nick and Ian were ahead of you at the Arnold, so or you know what I mean. Right, so right. But I don't know. Sometimes, like, how do you feel? Would the lineup have been different had you been there? Or I thought about it, you know, and I'm like. You know, does the traditional bodybuilding math, we'll call it, just, yeah. okay, came off the Arnold, yes. Nick, Nick first, Ian second, me third. Does that, does that same placing kind of carry over to the Olympia as well? Yeah. Because um, sometimes, you know, guys aren't going to change a whole lot in between that time. I think there was maybe four weeks or three weeks between the shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, if anything, you can get a little tighter or you could, you know, if you're falling off the wagon a little bit and kind of slacking, you might get a little softer. Yeah. So that's the only way I think things are really going to move. If guys bring kind of the same package, you're probably going to have the same placings. It's interesting. I, I would like to see you next to, I would have liked to see you in between Hunter, Hunter, Nick and Ian again, just yeah. to kind of see how that looks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is Gina's? I was actually curious. What does Gina's diet look like? Is it, is it low carb traditional or is it, you know, a little bit of fat or how does she kind of, what's the general idea? she she likes the food because i so the training again she's matching my training with yeah. my nutrition so yeah it's high volume it's a lot of a lot of work in calorie expenditure with my training so she does feed me i mean there's times where i look i, I sent her an email back i said gina could you pull some food out because i can't eat all this like how many times are you telling your coach to take food during, away during, during prep, prep during prep yeah. you're saying that yeah so um over i mean overall she's pretty it's like a low lower fat moderate protein moderate carb and then yeah. we carb cycle a little bit where we'll bring not significant it may be a 50 50 carb drop between yeah. each day maybe three day rotation sure sure um but overall like it, i'm the kind of guy where if, if i go low low carb like i'll just flatten out and i'll look soft and, and terrible yeah. so yeah i need to have the carbs with it but there's that there's that sweet spot where it'll keep enough fullness but in a sweet spot to lose body fat um, enough fat to carry me through to not be totally brain dead, but definitely yeah. a lower fat diet. I'm not, you know, I'm, my fat through a day, whatever fat I have in, in maybe like some lean bison. And, um, so it's not, it's not added fat. Like you're not adding avocado. Yeah, and avocado is about the, I do about, I think one avocado a day is, yeah. is what like my, my fats. And then so I do a little low. bit, yeah, a little bit of like whole egg in the morning and then some, uh, like almond butter. And that's, you know, but you not like a lot of fat. Gina sounds old school. I like that. Like I like she's that. She's definitely old school. She's yeah. definitely old school. I think she's blended a little bit of old school, new school, and and, yeah. and what's kind of proven to work over time. And she comes from an old school background, you know. Yeah, so yeah. she her trainer was real old school. So um, you know, like put on the sweats and the hoodie for cardio and sweat your yeah. ass off kind of yeah. thing. And, yeah. and let's go pose after. And yeah. So it's definitely the old school approach, but as shit works. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> so what is it? Um, I want to ask you, you're involved in a lot of political stuff. Sure. So you're a Republican through and through Texas boy. Yeah. What is it that draws you to politics the most? Like what do you just really want to be involved in the community? Do you want to tra try and change the culture a little bit? Like what is it that draws you to politics? I think I, I would probably identify more as a, a conservative or a constitutionalist, somebody that truly okay. believes in the way that co our country was was established. Sure. And I think the way in our in the founding fathers of America, it's it's amazing how they wrote this document hundreds of years ago, and it just holds the test of time. 
Yeah. The thing with me is, you know, I, I, I love to see the prosperity of the country and the people and people don't know how good America is compared to, you know, the third world countries around the world. You've been around the world yeah, eating yeah. and you see the way things are. And, and so many people don't realize how great America is. And I think it's just keeping America the way it is. And so many people want to change it. And they want to, you know, do all know. this stuff. So um, on a big level, I, I don't think it, it's hard to have any kind of influence. And I think we saw that this year with the past election and stuff, the way, you know, everybody wanted to post about stuff, but do we have control of a national election? We really don't, but I think locally we do, uh, which is, which is something that I've considered maybe down the road is, you know, doing some local office, maybe a mayor run or maybe state Congress or Senator type stuff. Yeah. And I think that is something that would, you know, able to make a, a change, positive change or influence in, in the community. Um, just keeping America great. You know, that's kind of what we want to so do. You want to, so you want to get into politics after bodybuilding? Potentially. Yeah. Or even if it's just kind of being involved in a, in a, in a outside influencer matter versus yeah. you know, yeah. a, a true office. Cause I mean, you get a lot of bullets thrown at you for sure. Well, I was going to ask you. So as a, as a politician, you know, are they going to look back at your career and start posting pictures of what you were doing and be like, this guy can't be our mayor because look at this. <laughs> then, yeah, again, got, Ar- then again, Arnold was governor. So he's I got mean, pictures of himself in a thong or being <laughs> naked online. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. But I think yeah. um, I, we live in a Kardashian era now. So things, yeah. I mean, I think people see stuff in, in their life. You kind of own it. Like, yeah, that was me. What, you know, and they're like, yeah. okay, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so you think mayor, you think it, you think you can get elected to be mayor? To be mayor? I, you know what? I really love the city of Dallas. I've, I've spent 10 years as a firefighter medic for the city. I know the city really well. And, and uh, yeah. it kind of holds a sweet, spot, a sweet spot in my heart. And I think um, I, I want to see the city. I, I've seen like corrupt politics hurt the city a little bit. But then yeah. at the same time, I've seen positive things happen in the city. And, uh, you know, I'd love to take care of the police and the fire who really the backbone of the city and they've gotten neglected for many years. There's things like that, that yeah. kind of, are, you know, are just a soft spot in my heart that I'd be like, man, that's something I really would run on because I believe in it. And I believe in the guys that protect the city and sure. Um, and it's a shame that they've been so attacked and they're, and they don't get paid what they should be paid kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think the way people are flocking to Texas right now because of everything yeah. that's going on, including me, I've been actually looking at properties in Texas. Uh-oh. <laughs> well you guys got everything down there you got guns yeah you got awesome cars and speed shops yeah true big big trucks yeah you know what i mean like uh and freedom so, like true. Like, it's true so, so uh and good steaks actually i gotta throw that in there too good, um, good food oh great gyms too no but um yeah. no i've actually have been looking at properties down there and uh how do you feel about the way texas is being perceived uh, or portrayed or the fact that people want to move there? Like, is that a sense of pride or do you get angry when you see in the media that Texas is being portrayed as a little bit reckless or what are yeah, your thoughts I think, on I that? I think it's a little bit, uh, there's definitely the agenda behind everything you hear and see on TV. It's like, I don't even really watch the news anymore because it just make you angry, you know? Yeah, and, and yeah. Uh, you know, I think if you just kind of live your life and, and just try to be a good influence out there and, and, you know, I believe in like your own uh, right to choose and in, in your own liberty. Like, don't yeah. force something on me. You know, Agreed. and and um, I mean, I like in the, this whole COVID deal. I mean, we've talked about it until we're all blue in the face, and everybody's I think kind of over it and sick of it at this point. And yeah. If we, I always said, like, especially with these variants we're talking about, I'm like, if you didn't 
if we didn't know COVID existed or had a name for it, it'd just be as another seasonal cold. Be like, oh my. The news very. Yeah. Well, the news very. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. I mean, I had it like right before Christmas, and it was it really just kind of was like a normal cold for me. It just lingered a little bit longer, but nothing that you know I need a vaccine for or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think. I think Texas has done a good job to allow people to make their own choice, you know, and, and kind of not be so brainwashed into what just the news is saying. And, and yeah. Hey, you have to kind of like, you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. You want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. It's up to you. And, and I don't really care if you want to do that stuff, but just let me make my own choice. And, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so we got the Arnold coming up and you are what, five weeks out. Just uh, yeah. What do we just pass? It's under just under six of so five. Just under six weeks. Yeah, you're right. Just under six weeks. Yeah. How is the prep going now? Are you into lower calories? Are you still eating a ton of food? Like, how is the prep? Still a going? good amount of food. Like I said, like I, it was kind of a crazy December. I had right in the beginning of December, I got the flu. That kind of, you know, you can't eat and you're throwing it's every end and for a week. And I mean, I dropped like ten pounds. And then right after that, I got COVID. I'm like, shit, I can't. You know, I yeah. had zero appetite. Yeah. So. I probably dropped, you know, like 15 pounds just from not being able to eat. And I dropped weight fast. So yeah. um, I ended up, you know, kind of right around the new year, getting my food back up, starting to, you know, fill back out a little bit and and feel good. I'm kind of sitting in the 280 range and, okay. and it's a, it's a good weight. Like, I don't feel like I'm that 290, just kind of like too, too inflated feeling. Yeah. It's like, okay, there's still a lot of detail there and, and we're just kind of refining from this point in and, um, I know as it, over the next few weeks, as cows get cut back a little bit more, maybe a little more cardio, mm. um, Gina's doesn't, Gina doesn't like to do crazy changes. It's like, Hey, let's try to just change one or two things and yeah. maybe lower the cows and bump cardio a little bit and watch that work and she'll let it work. And, yeah. and usually I'll respond really well versus like, Hey, let's just throw the kitchen sink at it. And then, you know, you don't know what the hell worked. And, and then it's the guessing game from there. So do you see your weight? climbing staying the same or going down from here because you're 285 at the arnold so yeah yeah i think if i you know what like it's 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 kind of weird like it's you know when jay did he he brought a bigger package at the o and then he came down in like 09 and he was one of the lightest he's been at the o in like the 50s yeah he looked like he was 300 pounds so i I think if if i probably am in the you know mid 270s on stage this year yeah i I think it's going to be a sharp detailed package that they would want to see I know I got the muscle and the structure to carry me. And it's just like, let's kind of show a little more detail through, through the legs, through, you know, some different body parts. And, and I think that's what will separate me this year. And, and um, well, you know, I, I think it's a, I think it's a good strategy. And I just want to pull up the list here with you while you're on, mm-hmm. because and the reason I say it's a good strategy is because the guys you're competing against, I don't see like uh, a bunch of mass monsters on right. stage. Right. Yeah. So if you look at it, like, you know, Brandon Curry is a favorite and it just from there, no matter who you pick, it's not really a mass monster show. Yeah. The only other mass monster I have to see is Akeem, you know, and, and, uh, okay. Yeah. Akeem. Yeah. 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 So Akeem, if he's on point will be very difficult for people. Yeah. He's, Um, he's, he's that coin toss threat. Yeah. If he's on, it's like, Oh, this dude's serious. You know what? You're right. I over, I, I I did that by accident. So I'm sorry to Akeem if he's listening, but I, Akeem is definitely a mass monster. Yeah. And, and Brandon is big, but also has shape. But I just mean like, um, you know, the Nick Walker, really thick mutant, you know, right. Ian, right. Ian, really thick, short guy. Like, it's not, it's more of, a, it looks like almost like a more of a shape show with like the Regan and a yeah. Nathan and the Samson and 
So, and even Brandon himself, even though he's thicker, is more of like an aesthetic right. guy. So right. it's almost like you don't need to be that 285, 290. It's like, I think you have a good plan going in. Yeah, no, I do. And it, that's that bodybuilding is kind of an illusion. You know, you, you yeah. have the, sometimes you bring a lighter weight and you're like, man, I look bigger on stage. So it's, um, yeah. we'll see. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what this, this year brings. So I just want to touch on this real quick before, before we wrap up. Yeah. You've had some personal things going on in your life. I just want to know how hard has it been to get through 21? And was that going on in 21? And is, or how hard has it been to prep for this show with all of that kind of going on in the background? Uh, 21 had its challenges, you know, um, uh, home life did through prep. And I think that's where a lot of the things kind of started and, and progressed. Um, as you know, the, just the, the prepping and this, this, you know, the, the amount of time and that kind of selfishness to the sport, but it, it takes a toll on any, you know, relationship. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think, you know, there's other variables in, in the relationship that, you know, cause more stress and, and lack of sleep type stuff. And yeah, yeah. Um, definitely was not talked about or posted about. And, and I've been very quiet about it just because, you know, I sure. respect you know, uh, Amanda, and I, I'm not, you know, trying to, it's, it doesn't need to turn into a bashing game. No, of course. And I don't like, want to get into any like really right. detailed stuff. I'm just, I'm not one of those channels. I'm basically yeah. just in terms of bodybuilding. I just want to know absolutely, like, absolutely. how hard so, did it? It, 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 I wouldn't say, you know, I'm, I'm very good at working under stress and I, I kind of learned that through the fire department. I think through my years of managing, you know, working crazy hours on the ambulance, struggling to get meals in to getting on stage, turning pro, like, it proved to myself like I could handle stress. Um, obviously, you don't want to be stressed going into bodybuilding show, especially at the level yeah. that we had to compete at. Yeah. Um, so 21 was a little bit of a struggle. I don't think it affected me that much. I mean, you see the pictures, they look pretty good. I mean, it's not like as like, oh, this guy's way off. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> could there have been a few better variables to that? I'm sure, like, you know, which may have helped the situation. But uh, coming into 22, it, it, the end of 21 was a little bit crazy. But, yeah. at, you know, at the... I'm, I'm very peaceful. I feel very good. I got a good regimen, a good schedule going. Yeah. I got a great support system. And, and I think going into this year, um, it's just, you know, my thing is like, let's just bring the stress levels down and, and let's, you know, focus on what we have to do. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I'm doing. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So after the Arnold's win, I mean, you're going to win. Yeah. If you win, I heard, and I, I don't know if I, I keep telling people this, I hope I'm right, but I heard the Boston Pro they're giving away a Ford F one fifty. I've heard that, and and I would go to the. I do have the intention of. I'm I'm like seventy percent to go do the Boston right now. It just makes sense. Yeah, I think a lot of guys will. It'll be kind of an extension of the Arnold for sure. Um, but it would be, you know, it's one of those things like how many times at the Arnold did you see back in the day, they used to give away the Hummers. That's and right. That's all right. that, you know, and I was like, yeah. man, I, why can't I do an Arnold if they had a Hummer giveaway? Like, <laughs> shit. but, um, it would be cool to win a vehicle and surprise me. I mean, that's something, you, you know, I think that, that the sport needs a little bit of new kind of energy in life yeah. with that and, and yeah. more incentive, you know, to win a, a $10,000 prize, it's nice, but that's just kind of covering a part of the prep and just getting right. there and having a hotel. Like, yeah. not like you're going to go on a vacation or go pay, you know, buy a new vehicle. This is <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of, it kind of, it's kind of cool to like actually walk away with something too. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's almost like if they gave you 30 grand, because what does an F-150 cost in the States? Like $35,000 for like that's a regular. Like yeah. Yeah. So like the if they gave you 35 grand, it'd be great. It'd be, it's great prize money. 
but I don't know. To me, it's almost like kind of cool to like drive away in your own fucking truck that you yeah, just want. Like, exactly. So the question is, what would Steve Kuklo do to the F-150 after he got, got <laughs> Well, we don't keep anything stock. Not in stock, yeah. We always got to do something to it. So, um, you know, the F-150, the truck, those four trucks are beautiful. I mean, yeah. I love my F-250 and, and um, you know, I, sometimes just, and, you know, wheels, a little lift to it. It just makes the truck just text I know. So <laughs> I know, trust me. Um, what's after the, after the Boston Pro? Is there anything else? Is your goal to like, kind of nailed down a couple early shows so i know indies i think indies in april early april i think is it yeah. your ideal to like nail down a couple early shows and then wait for the olympia hopefully qualify at one of these early shows or like what's yeah the- you know it's it, it, it's crazy how stretched out this year is you have the or you know arnold march yeah you got some shows and then olympia's all the way in december i mean that's damn near nine months of a yeah. season which is long yeah um there's the tech they've got two pro texas shows now back to back in oh, really? august which a big part of me wants to go win at the Texas pro show being in my backyard, but that's yeah. like prepping for the Arnold stop and prep, getting prep again in for August. And it's like yeah. three preps in a year and that's hard. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I mean, mean, worst case I would do it, but ideally get it out of the way with the Arnold in Boston. And then from there carry into uh, the Olympia, you know? Yeah. I think there's two schools of thought. It's either like you want to nail it down early, then take a small off season and prep again for the yeah. Olympia or some guys, like Ian, for example, likes to get in late and then just stay kind of in shape. Right. So I think there's the kind of two schools of thought there. But listen, what kind of what cars you still got? You still got the vet? Still got the vet. That thing is a, a is that the thousand thousand horsepower beast? It's a thousand horsepower beast. Yeah. It's it's one of the highest horsepower stock blower, stock bottom end ZR1s in the world. Um, my buddy Josh and I, we both have mirror car, they're the exact same car, and he's he literally set the record for that type of modifications and everything that model for yeah. like the speeds the 60 to 130 the 100 to 150 um so the cars are they're a blast what's i mean the, what's uh, the quarter mile on it i bet you right now because from the last time i did it when it was a 97 i think i got uh it, it makes about 150 more horsepower now so it's probably a low <laughs> nine second car but that's a, you know that's on a six-speed manual it's not a it's automatic, not automatic. Which, is, which is always faster but yeah yeah but that's a classic looking car, man. That's a it really beautiful. is. It really like is. you can't. It's funny because how what is this like a 2010? Like 13. This 13. Is the last year they made the C6. Yeah. So it's a 13, but I swear to God, like you could pull up anywhere and it still feels new. You know oh, what I, mean? I mean, I bought the car with 5,000 miles on it and it has like 9,000 right now. No, no, so. but I don't even mean like the actual yeah. age of the car. I mean, like oh, the, it's, the it's style timeless. of it. It's yeah, timeless. It's a timeless sure. look, right? Yeah. So these guys got all these vets back here. What? So you still got the F250 also? I got the F two fifty. I still have my Cobra, but I got to put it back together. You know, that's been a project. It's, um, you know, and then and then we'll see from there. It, it's I always kind of go into like the obviously the used car market's insane right now. So I know I, 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 know. I see the the values damn near doubled of the ZR ones yeah. from when I bought it. So yep. it's like, well, I, if you sell the car, it's like, well, I just go get the same car. So I'd be spending double the like, same amount know. of money. Yeah. yeah. So it, I just go back and forth. Like I would, I just wanted to, I'd keep that car. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to sell it. Yeah. So, I'm waiting for the, uh, I'm waiting for the new Z06. What do you think of that? Oh, that's going to be, a, that's going to be sweet. The new yeah. Z06. And I know they've had trouble with production and, you know, especially know. like the, um, the, if they ever released the ZR1, it's going to be amazing, but I've been waiting. I've been waiting for what happened to these wheels. I like these wheels. I actually, I end up giving sell them to a buddy of mine, and and I end up. Oh, getting those, are, those, are those are those are sweet. Those are sweet. 
Oh no, I you made a mistake, dude. These are nicer. <laughs> <laughs> is this a is this a video? Tell me it's a video. Oh, it is too. Yeah, yeah that, that was the the nine second quarter mile one. Wait a second, wait a second. I wanna I wanna do this again for a second. I wanna get the okay. sound. Let's start this over. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I literally pulled it off the trailer. that launch the fucking car jumped yeah it it kind of pulled the wheels a little bit they had a picture where it's it's close you know in mid-air yeah this is uh yeah these wheels are badass yeah they're the c7 zero one wheels so it's they're they're pretty unique you got any what you got any pics of the uh so listen anybody buying a truck this is what you what is this a 10 inch lift 12 inch lift that's a actually seven but it's on 37s okay 24 and 37s yeah Okay, that's what I, yeah, that's what I seven to ten inch lift. You gotta have that. Yep, gotta have yep. the twenty fours. Yep. That's how you do it. Thirty sevens are nice size tires, not too crazy. So okay, so I know you're a Ford guy, but I bought a TRX. Are you upset about that? No, I, I actually drove one recently. Uh, a buddy of mine got one, and I'm like, man, this is this is fun because you get a little bit of the car feel, but you're in a truck, which is that's more right. comfortable for big guys. Yeah. You know what so, I noticed about it? So I had my F-250 and I had it just like yours. I had it jacked up with big ass wheels. I could feel every bump in the road. Yeah. Every, everything. Like it was yeah. like, it rattled my bones. Yeah. So I buy the TRX. I can't feel anything. No, it's and like driving I, a car. Dude, but I'm, dro- I'm driving over like curbs and shit and I can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't feel anything. I'm just, I'm like, I could basically roll over anything. It's right. like, right. So no, my, my, my only problem is I can't figure out what wheels to get with it. It's really strange, like, because your F-250, like, I'll show you, watch. Yeah. Your F-250, when you look at it, it's simple. You're going to go a wide wheel with a deep dish, yeah. right? Yeah. But you can't do that with a TRX. Right. It's like, it doesn't look right. Like, if you go to, like, a, let's see, a TRX page. If you go to, like, a TRX page and look, none of the wheels have, like, a deep dish look to them. And when I have seen them with a deep dish look, it just doesn't look it right. It doesn't look good. No, it d- definitely not a deep dish on that. Like, this yeah. is not bad, but it's not a deep, deep dish. It's yeah. a little bit, like, in the middle. Yeah, it's middle, yeah. So I don't know what fucking wheels to get. I've been looking around. I want to get, because it's right now, it's stock, and it's driving me crazy. Yeah. Um, Like, all these are stock. Like, it it looks still looks nice, but yeah, it, it's not, like... You know, you, you want to have your own some meteor tires on there. You want to have your own spin to it, right? So I'm like, right. absolutely, you gotta have your own flair. Like, look at that. That's a 24. Look how bad that looks. Yeah, that, I'm not a fan of that. That's what I'm saying. It don't look. No. It doesn't look no. right. <laughs> it needs to. Have, that truck needs to have more tire on it. That's what know? I'm thinking, right? So it needs yeah. to have like a 22 inch wheel max. Max with but, a fat, uh, a fat sidewall. Yeah, but it can't even. You can't. It can't even be a deep. Like this looks pretty good. This is the same uh, Anarchy wheels that, on the yeah. silver one. Yeah, I like that. You think you're good with that's that? Aggressive. Yeah, they're pretty aggressive. It's probably only about a 20 inch. These are tw- these are 20 or 22s. I can't remember. I, I've looked at this one before. Yeah. Um, or I can go with the spoked out wheels. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. It's, it's just, it's been really. It, 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 you know, I don't think it's a wide enough truck to do the deep, deep dish, you know, because it's more of like a 1500 body versus like a 2500 were you just looking at with me was that with me or was i looking at it by myself no you i was looking at it with you okay i wasn't sure if i had the screen shared um yeah yeah, no it's i think it's like the wider flared out sides it's some about it it just looks strange with the big ass like deep dish wheel wells and shit 
Agree. So, um, Steve, listen, I appreciate you coming on, man. I always like talking cars. For sure. Um, I look forward to seeing that stage. Anybody you want to thank or anything you want to say kind of before we go? Man, I I appreciate. uh, I know it's been... uh, I've been a little quiet through social media and stuff, but I know my fans have stuck by me and, and supported through a lot of craziness. And, uh, um, you know, you guys, especially, you always have good words to say about me. And I, I thank you for that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you, Nick, Ian, um, you guys are awesome and love what you guys are doing. You know, you've definitely getting the, the bodybuilding world from a, from a different perspective, from a true bodybuilder out there. And I think that's yeah. what, um, you know, the, the general person that doesn't know a lot about it would get a lot of value from. So, yeah. um, no, I looking forward to getting on stage this year and just, you know, going to, I mean, like any of us, you always want to bring your best. We, we, we put all our eggs in the basket to bring our best. And, uh, yeah. that's what I'm going to do. All right, man. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you in a few weeks. I'm going to be there in person. So maybe we do like an in live in person live quick interview the day before or something like that. And, uh, I'd love to we'll see you rock out on stage anytime, brother. All right, brother. Good talking to you. Okay, man. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe, share with your friends, and like the video. And if you get a chance, check out the description for all the different links to all the different places you can find Hostile and myself. And lastly, check out Hostile.com for our new line of supplements and all of our apparel and gear. Thanks again for watching.